From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Monday, January 8th, 2024. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. There was a shooting early this morning in Mansfield. ONN's Maureen Kyle reports. A standoff has come to an end with a shooting suspect dead. Police told us they were called to a home on South Main Street where two people were shot. The suspect then took off and barricaded himself inside a nearby home. After a lengthy standoff, police say they found that suspect dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. I'm Maureen Kyle. On Friday, police in Elyria arrested a man in a neighborhood and a dog from a nearby home was shot and killed by officers during the incident. ONN's Kiara Cotton in Cleveland has more. Police say the one-year-old American bulldog charged at an officer, making it a threat. However, the dog's owner says the dog named Coco had just escaped and was merely trying to see what was going on outside. The dog is playful. So if he was so scared and terrified, there was other police officers standing around him. Why didn't no other one back up, move, or do nothing? Coco's owner, Stephanie, says that she is waiting for police to release that body camera footage because she believes it'll show Coco not being aggressive. I'm Kira Cotton. A threat was made yesterday at a Walmart south of downtown Cleveland. ONN's Dave Chadowski has details. A woman is under arrest accused of inducing panic after allegedly making a bomb threat at a Walmart in Cleveland. Yesterday morning, police responded to a call of a 35-year-old woman claiming she had a bomb inside the Walmart at Steelyard Commons. When police arrived, they searched the store but did not find anything suspicious. I'm Dave Chadowski. The Ohio House could vote as early as Wednesday to override Governor Mike DeWine's veto of a bill that would ban gender-affirming care for transgender minors. More from ONN's Kevin Landers in Columbus. Lawmakers need 59 votes to override DeWine's veto. The question is, do they have enough considering a vote Wednesday comes while many are on winter break? However, many have said they will return early to cast a vote in person. If the House does vote to override the governor's veto, it then goes to the Senate. And if the Senate then approves the override, it will go in effect in 90 days after that. Reporting the State House, Kevin Landers. A trade association promoting free speech online is now suing the state of Ohio over its social media act, which is set to go into effect one week from today. ONN's Jay Crawford reports. The law would require social media platform owners to develop ways to verify whether a user is indeed 16 years of age and for those under 16, secure consent from parents or guardians. In a statement, Lieutenant Governor John Houston, who supports the legislation, says, quote, this lawsuit is cowardly, but not unexpected, end quote. I'm Jay Crawford. A Northeastern Ohio Democratic Party committee has declined to support the current prosecutor for re-election. ONN's Eric Brown has more. In a Saturday election, the Cuyahoga County Democratic Party decided not to endorse current prosecutor Mike O'Malley for re-election. Cleveland.com reports the committee also did not endorse his challenger, Matthew Ahn, for the position either. Ahn currently serves as a law professor and is a former public defender. Party chair David Brock says the non-endorsement is in part of the Democratic Party continuing to lean left. Eric Brown, ONN News. A public meeting is planned next month to discuss improvements on U.S. Route 33 in Athens and Meigs counties. ONN's Brett Wharf has the story. 
The stretch of US 33 is part of the last remaining two-lane section in Athens and Meigs County. The meeting on February 13th will allow locals to ask questions about the expansions to four lanes and the four additional conversions from intersections to interchanges. Resurfacing is also planned. Growing transportation needs and safety concerns are factors in the planned expansions. The meeting will run between 4.30 p.m. and 6.30 p.m. On February 13th, the Athens Community Center on East State Street will hold the meeting. Brett Worf, ONN News, Southeast Ohio. Winter activity is finally underway at a resort near Bell Fountain, northwest of Columbus. Here's ONN's Colin Dorsey. Mad River Mountain in Zanes Field is officially open for the winter season after weeks of warm weather delaying snowmaking. The resort says the final ingredient the snowmaking team was waiting for, cold temperatures. Mad River Mountain is the largest ski and snowboard resort in Ohio. There's a range of slopes from gentle beginner areas to steeper pitches and a terrain park. I'm Colin Dorsey. Snow trails and Boston Mills are also open. Alpine Valley and Brandywine expect to open soon. And with Cincinnati's win over Cleveland yesterday, the AFC North became the first division since the AFL-NFL merger in 1970 to have every team finish the season with a winning record. But the year was a disappointment for the Bengals when quarterback Joe Burrow went down with a wrist injury in mid-November. ONN's Adam King has more with Bengals head coach Zach Taylor. The Bengals, when Burrow went down, that really changed the whole scope of the season. Now a lot of offseason questions begin, including how they will retain their wide receiver room, including T. Higgins, but they do finish the season on the right note. Well, I mean, our goals are to win the division, win the Super Bowl. It's a tough division. That's, that's well documented. But, you know, going one and five is, is in no way, shape, or form acceptable for us. And, um, all we could do is control today and, and find a way to get a win. I'm Adam King. Special thanks to our television affiliates, WBNS in Columbus, WKYC in Cleveland, and WTOL in Toledo for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.